Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Here we go. What's going on, guys? I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro, back with another episode of the LCR Media Podcast, live in Nashville, Tennessee. We're wrapping up our trip here, my trip here. I brought my wife to Nashville, Tennessee with me at the Gaylord Opryland Hotel. Bugs are uh, doing their thing here first thing in the morning, nice and early. People driving by, doing their thing. Uh, it's been a hot few days, but we were here at the huge convention and we were at Pod Row, the huge convention. Myself, Paul Jameson, the Green Street Podcast, John Pajak, the Profits by Pajak, lots of other great podcasters stopping by, like Andrew Martinez with the Lone Star Lawn Talk. He got Erica Crouppen with Crouppen's Poopin' Scoopin', um, Chris Pegnia, um, Learning with Leaders podcast. So a lot of folks stopping by, having a great time, as well as interviewing a lot of it, uh, other attendees that stopped by. Uh, also networking with some of the speakers and breakout session hosts there um, at the huge convention and just just having a good time creating content and learning about business at the huge convention, the service business, service industry, not just about pressure washing or Christmas lighting, you know, window cleaning, gutter cleaning, all that. While all that's great as well, especially if you're interested in adding those on to your landscaping business already, but just the business aspect of it is great and, and was great. And I got a lot of great uh, positive feedback from the folks that listen in that came came by and went to all the breakout sessions or several breakout sessions and got a, got a lot from it. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Glad to see that. Just wanted to let you guys know that there will be lots of content coming down the road here. Um, next next several weeks, all the uh, podcast episodes that myself and everyone else that was there will be putting out, I'm sure. I know I will be. So look forward to that. So I wanted to kind of update you on that. <clears throat> but this episode is uh, a quick snippet from um, how, how my podcast episode with How to Hardscape. Mike Pletz, he had me on his podcast up there in Canada. We uh, I didn't go to Canada, but we, we Zoomed and uh, had a good time chatting. Nice long episode, so go check out the full episode on, on Mike's podcast, How to Hardscape. Check that out. I'll put the link in the episode description. But for now, check out this quick little snippet of our episode while I try to wrap things up while buses and trucks and all types of stuff are hustling and bustling this morning here in Nashville, Tennessee. I hope you guys enjoy and I will catch you on the next episode. It just really got out of control, got out of hand, and I didn't really see, I didn't know how to get out of it. I didn't see an end in sight. Um, I, I was, we were a homeowner at that point, and I, I, I got my green thumb around my house, just learning all about grass. There was no YouTube like it is today. There was no one putting out YouTube videos. This was like probably 15 years ago when I was, you know, kind of really getting into all that. 
before I quit retail, you know, a few years prior to that, I was really trying to get my green thumb with, with our, our house and grow grass around. Cause you know, you know how it, I don't know how it is everywhere in the world, maybe, but a, a lot of places around North America anyway, they build houses and they just kind of throw some seed down or they just do the front, not the back or whatever. You know, it, it's never like, Never just like a, a guaranteed, hey, we're just going to do your entire property looking like a, like a lush carpet. You know, we're going to sod your whole property. I mean, you could probably pay extra for that or just pay someone to come in and do that, obviously. But a lot of homeowners, they're just like, they're barely can, you know, they're like bleeding money by the time they finally move into their new house. And they're like, oh my gosh, we're just happy to finally be in here and it's not falling apart, you know, and and it just becomes a money pit, right? And then you look outside and, 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 you, and you have no yard and you're like, oh, here we go. So anyway, that that was us. So I chipped away at that little by little and just kind of figured stuff out, you know, going to all the big box stores, going to all the mom and pop stores, like the true value, you know, hardware stores and all that kind of, all those kind of places. And just looking at all the different gadgets and gizmos, everything, you know, I was all about the lawn and garden section, books, magazines, all that stuff. Cause there was no internet like there is today where you can just Google stuff and then everything's at your, you know, everyone's got a book or an online training course, YouTube videos, blogs, like none of that stuff. There was a little bit, but it was, it was really, um, really primal, you know, really primitive, really primitive. That's the word um, to say the least. So uh, I just had to figure it out on my own. And, and, I, and I did. And I had a really good, beautiful looking lawn. It was lush, green, tall fescue carpet. I was the envy of the neighborhood. You know, a lot of uh, the neighbors, uh, a lot of the neighbors, a lot of the women, a lot of the wives would ask my wife, for tips on how for them to give to their husbands to help make their lawn look like ours. So I became, you know, I was everyone's best friend at that point. Right. Like, yeah, all the guys are probably like this guy, man, come on. You know, like, cause I would feel a certain kind of way if my wife was like, Hey, you know, um, Johnny does this and this for his yard and, and it's really green. I'm, I'd be like, what's wrong with our yard? Or, oh, you don't think our yard is green enough? Like, you know, you know how it is. Unfortunately, a lot of <laughs> think it's more of a male thing. I mean, I, I'm sure, you know, it happens to women with women also. Like women, when women and women get together, they get a little crazy too sometimes with the drama, hating on each other. But uh, guys definitely take it a certain kind of way. We take it personal when like, you know, we kind of feel threatened by our guy stuff from another guy. We're like, what? what? Uh, you know, so unfortunately, Unfortunately, I was that guy unintentionally. I was just trying to make my yard look nice and then everyone's just noticed and I was just, you know, the envy of the neighborhood. So that's kind of where lawn, the whole lawn care thing really started with me, but as a homeowner. And then as I got to the point where I was ready to just, like, I I just didn't even know what to do in my life. And, and I literally just was falling apart, you know, like just having like a, a on the verge of a everything breakdown, you know, mental breakdown, emotional breakdown, everything. Um Right around that time, fortunately, somebody had, uh, you know, we had moved from up north, up north, and we were from the state of New York. So we moved from up there down to um, central Virginia, the Richmond, Virginia area where we live now, which was a long, a long time ago now. But when we first moved down here, I kept all my stuff, my mower and trimmer and all that, all my homeowner stuff, you know, the res residential equipment, push mower, all that stuff. And uh, I, you know, I kept it all. My wife's like, why did you, why are you keeping? Cause we got rid of a lot of stuff before I moved, like sold it or gave it away, like kids, power wheels, things like that, that they outgrew and that we didn't want to move down here with it. And so she's like, why are you bringing that? I'm like, because it's my stuff. It's like, these are like my babies, man. Like this is, this is, this is my stuff, you know, like a man and his mower. Don't mess around, you know, <laughs> don't, don't, don't mess it. Don't mess with us. Welcome to Toro Tuesday. I realized after listening to a few Toro Tuesdays over the last several months, 
it dawned on me that I never recorded anything for, I never talked about the, the twin bagger system, the side bagger system on the Toro Multiforce or just the Toro Grandstand for that matter. But since we're focusing on the Toro Multiforce for most, if not all of uh, the Toro Tuesdays so far, because it is a great machine with multiple attachments. Well, technically, the, the side bagger, the twin bagger system is an attachment. Um, it has nothing to do with the, the multi-force itself, but it is an attachment. Um, I had one for my grand, my regular grandstand initially, and then I got one for my, I say I got one as if I have two, but I had to get a separate mount for my 52-inch uh, grandstand multi-force because my regular grandstand is a 48-inch and the multi-force is a 52-inch. So because the, the, it's two different decks, apparently there was two different mounts, which is kind of unfortunate because those mounts are pretty expensive. It's like the, it's, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but when I say mount, it's, it's the thing that goes on the side of your chute that um, it's got like the, the impeller, you know, in there that spins. You know, the belt is attached to the outside and spins it when you engage the blade. So when you're cutting the grass it's instead of shooting it out the the side shoot it's shooting it into or sucking it into that you know that impeller that side um attachment there that that it goes into and then it shoots up through that into the through the hose into the bags um so that that main unit that you have to put on the side of the chute that's what i had to get a different one for the 52 inch you know i didn't have to get a whole new bag or like a whole, i didn't get have to get new bags or hose or or the top or any of that all that's or, or you know the, the frame that everything is attached attaches to the mower None of that. I was able to just take all that off of the 48 and um, attach it to the 52. But it's really useful because if you you know if you haven't um, if if you don't know what I'm talking about if you haven't seen it or anything, typically the sit down zero turns have the big twin baggers behind you behind the sea and that's like the traditional thing and you can go go along you can suck up all the leaves in the fall pretty efficiently you know the bags hold a lot you know when it's going through if, if you have like the right blades you know like the 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 serrated aka gator blades or mulching blades whatever slang terms you want to call them but they're not your traditional mowing blades so they're meant to chop everything up a little bit more so when you're sucking up leaves it chops it up a little bit more than just one quick cut and, and shoot it out it's chopping it up a couple times so it's smaller pieces and then kind of suck it through and into the bag so you can hopefully get more into the the bag by kind of processing processing it under the deck and cutting it up a little bit smaller so you can pretty much go over my whole point depending on how many leaves there are on a yard you can go over a whole lot of uh, you can uh cover almost the whole yard depending on the size of the yard obviously depending on how many leaves are on that yard but you can really um get a lot of get a lot of good cleanup and and leave that nice finished clean look on those yards with the bagger system now of course it has its limits i've definitely found that myself but i initially got the bagger unit years ago when i wanted to kind of get back into leaf removal and tackle that for at least my my clients that I already had not to be like a leaf service, leaf removal service for hire by any means because you get into all kinds of wacky stuff and you need more than just a, you know, bags, a bagger for sure. Um, you need a leaf vac and dump trucks and trailers and all that stuff. But um, all I had was the side baggers um, and then I would just dump those in my truck bed and then eventually I realized that it was just easier to just 
take nice large contractor bags that you can get at some of the big box stores and I, and they literally fit right over the top of the bags that um, the twin bagger bags and you can just put them over and then flip it over and empty everything all in there and pretty much one of those bags fills almost the entire contractor bag so you're good to go so and then i would just chuck those in the back of the truck and at my storage unit we have a good relationship it's a good storage unit they allow me to use use their water um to you know to fill up my my uh, backpack sprayers and things like that for roundup or spot spraying weeds and stuff um you know, so in moderation, I can use, you know, a, a limited amount of water um, throughout the week, as well as they have dumpsters for recycling and garbage. And they allow us to use that as well, as long as you don't put a ton of garbage bags in there. And of course, you have to put the right things in the right places and don't put certain things in there like tires and stuff like that. Um, so they're, they're, they're very good about that. So I make sure that I don't take advantage of that. I follow the rules. And if we're trimming shrubs or, you know, we're doing leaves, I can put in a bunch of bags in in the in the truck bed, and even if it's like you know ten bags, I might just put a few in at a time, um, and you know wait for them to wait for the dump truck to come and empty it, and then put the rest in there or whatever, um, so that yeah I can get it done. So that that definitely um, it, it got a little cumbersome in the beginning when I had a lot of leaves and I and I and I didn't have a lot of different techniques and experience and didn't have as much equipment as I have now to really take care of the leaves, but it still did the trick. It definitely sucked up the leaves, gave that nice clean finish, uh, and, and, you know, it did the trick. But nowadays I use the twin bagger, you know, I usually put it on in the fall for that reason. And then I keep it on all the way till the spring for what you would call spring cleanups or dethatching specifically if you're doing stuff like that. So last year I did a lot of dethatching. So you put the dethatching attachment, which is also another Toro Tuesday uh, episode. You put the dethatching attachment on the front of the mower and with the bagger on the side so you can be you can be raking up all the all of the thatch that's collecting down at the bottom, you know, up right above the soil at the bottom of the grass. Um, blades, and then it's getting sucked up into the bag all in one shot. So you're being super efficient that way versus like if you rent a dethatching machine, you're going all over the property, getting all the thatch up, and then it's just all over the place. And you have to go back over it with a mower and suck it up or rake it all up into big piles and throw it in a, in a bag, garbage bags or whatever, whatever philosophy you want to do there. But this way, with a Toro Multiforce, you can do it all in one shot. You got your twin bagger on the side, a dethatcher in the front, and you just go to town. Um, so I kind of keep the bagger on for all that so I can do fall cleanups and spring cleanups. So it's just really uh, beneficial. And um, like I was starting to say real quick was that it used to just be a sit-down zero-turn thing where they were in the back. And just recently, over the last few years, the stand-on mowers, uh, the, the, these companies have been working on how to do that for the stand-on mowers and putting them on the side and making sure they're balanced and attached and, you know, how, how does that all work? And I think that they've done a phenomenal job. You know, every brand has, like, their own little tweak on it, uh, how it looks, how it functions, how it's attached, but it's all the same basic concept to be able to, Utilize your stand-on zero-turn mower to bag just like your sit-down zero-turn mowers have bagged for since the beginning of time. Um, so a lot of innovation, great time to be in this industry and to, to be able to take advantage of all these great all the great machines and, and attachments, accessories that all these brands are coming out with to make our jobs more efficient and more profitable so that we can keep growing and, and, uh, and get the job done. 
So that's the uh, twin baggers there for uh, uh, for for Toro for the Toro Multiforce. And if you want to check out that any further, if you want to see it, you know, and maybe little videos or whatnot, you can click on the link in the episode description. As always, uh, take you to the Toro website, and you can check out the uh, the twin bagger system uh, for yourself. So thank you guys for listening. Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the Ramp Rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1,500 to 3,500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The ramp and dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Head over to therampwrack.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's therampwrack.com, and, of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the ramp rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. Do you want to save time and energy while increasing profits? Make your truck do the work with TruckMate. TruckMate attaches to any standard pickup truck hitch with no modifications. Remove the tailgate and turn your truck into a material dispensing monster. With the push of a button, you can pull material like mulch, stone, and topsoil from the truck bed and convey it in either direction directly into a wheelbarrow in seconds. Now you can have one man take one truck to knock out some of the small jobs in no time. The conveyor can also be removed from the tarp roller, allowing you to unload any material right onto the ground. This could be handy for dumping debris or firewood deliveries. TruckMate can pull more weight than even your truck can hold. Plus, you can still attach a plate-mounted hitch to pull a trailer if needed. Think of all the year-round uses for this truck attachment to make your business more productive and save your back in the process. This is perfect for small residential lawn and landscape businesses. Head over to mulchmateusa.com and save $400 on TruckMate with the promo code LCR. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. LCR not only uses the TruckMate, but he gives it his highest endorsement. I just kept it because I'm like, well, we're going to eventually get a house, right? Because at the time we were just renting a townhouse because we were just trying to get our bearings in a new area and everything before we just jumped into buying a house. We wanted to really get familiar with what area do we really want to live in? Do we want to stay in this particular neighborhood in this area or do we want to move, you know, all the part of towns or whatever, still stay in the same school district for our kids, which is a really good school district, which is one of the reasons why we moved to this area um, because of the school district. But, you know, that is is a big district. So there's a lot of places to move. So I'm like, whenever we get a house, you know, I'll have stuff to, I'll have all my stuff to take care of our yard. You know, right now it's being taken care of by the HOA, the company that takes care of the whole HOA and stuff, which in foreshadowing, I was able to watch them a lot and learn a lot of things about how to be a professional. And they're a good company. Sometimes you can learn a lot of bad things from people, but they're a good company and they knew how to do stuff properly. And I, I learned that um, over, over a short time that the, the differences and that that's true and, and all that. And the, the way they did certain things made me realize that they, that they knew what they were doing, but, you know, so just in, in foreshadowing or fast forwarding, you know, sh- someone on the Facebook page, which I didn't even have a Facebook at the time, like I wasn't even on social media or anything, you know, but, uh, 
10 years ago it was. Yeah. So the 10 years ago at this point, someone uh, posted on the Facebook, the private Facebook group for our HOA, Homeowners Association, asking for a lawn care. If anyone could recommend someone to mow their lawn or a lawn care company or something along those lines, so many of their lawn mowed and they were asking for some help. I don't remember what the reason was or what, but my wife saw it because she was on Facebook, like all the housewives back then and still to this day. Um, and, and she was just like, do, do you, someone asked for, you know, ask for lawn care. Do you, do you want me to give them your name and, and contact info? Because she knew, um, I didn't really mention this part, but at some point before we moved down here, I was kind of like fantasizing of the idea of a way to get out of lawn care, a way to get a retail was lawn care. Like, wouldn't it be cool to like start a lawn care business and just, just do that. That would be epic. Like I love lawn care and I know how to run, you know, retail businesses. So maybe I can combine the two and do good. But there was really no, again, like I said, this was like maybe 15 to 20 years ago, not 10 and maybe 15 years ago. And I, and there wasn't as much out there still, you know, to, to, to have a, like a model or, or anything to, 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 you know, model after or anything. There was just big landscape companies. And I'm like, I don't want to be a big landscape company. That's kind of intimidating with like 10 crews and huge property and all that. Like, I'm just trying to like cut people's grass and treat their yard. Like, is that not a thing? And 15 years ago, at least up in our area in New York, it just wasn't really a thing. There was not a lot of guys driving around with a truck and a trailer, just cutting grass or doing a, a, you know, a handful of different services. Like it was just only big companies that did everything, you know, like you had to sign up for the whole package and it was almost kind of frowned down upon. Like you were rich and famous and fancy. If you had a big landscape company come and take care of all your stuff, pruning, you know, mowing, mulching, you know, weeds, fertilizing, you know, gutters, like leaves, anything and everything. Like they just, they, they did it all. You know, of course, if you want side projects, like, Hey, can I read, can I get a patio installed or whatever? They do that too. Like that just seems so intimidating to me as well as it was frowned down upon anyway. Join us today during the Jeep celebration event right now. Get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland four by E or summit four by E. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Anyway, so fast forward, you know, uh, to now, really. But I mean, like even like 10 years ago when, when I actually, when this happened with Facebook, it was becoming more of a common thing. There was, you know, fertilization and weed control only companies that were, you know, huge. There's obviously True Green, but then there's a lot of local places, uh, local companies in, in Virginia and so on and regional companies, you know, the Rupert landscapes out there that uh, landscaping that are also, uh, I think they're national, but, or, or maybe they're regional, but that they're a huge company as well. Like those kind of things started popping up where there big, but not as big. And then, and then there's all these specialized companies like just, you know, Hey, we offer mowing and landscaping, you know, or we just offer landscaping, hardscaping, like that stuff really started popping up a lot 10 years ago. And it just seemed a lot more practical to, to now all of a sudden just have a lawn care business. So, um, but I hadn't really thought about it after that. Like I had fantasized about it way, way back. And it seemed like a seemed like a pipe dream and, and, and intimidating for me. But my wife, I guess, remembered that whole conversation. And that's why she asked me is to point to my story 10 years ago. And I, and I was, I was in such a bad place. I was so depressed. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't really even like, didn't even realize the opportunity of it all. But I, I did fortunately say, 
okay, you know, or sure, whatever. And had I not reluctantly said yes, like you and I wouldn't be talking right now. I wouldn't be in this community. I wouldn't be doing anything. I wouldn't, I don't know what I'd be doing. I might be dead for all I know from stress, heart attack, stroke. There was a lot of people I didn't know personally, but I heard of in different companies that I worked for that worked themselves to death, literally. Like two company, three companies prior to the one that I, uh, that I left retail, um, which was one of my favorite companies, a sporting goods company, but it was based up in New York. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.